the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Backbone Radio, Matt Dunn, at your service here these next three hours, 4 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, on your local news talk leader, 710-KNUS, Salem, Denver. We've got Blake behind the glass, and just a little warning about tonight's show, taking a big broadcast risk. This is a major broadcast risk in that we're going to have Blake Gallagher executing assigned producer duties to be putting in the bumper music tonight. So this is one of those rare instances where it is not host done back there, spinning the tunes, choosing what we're going to play. It's going to be Blake back there, and I think it's risky. <laughs> but Blake knows his music in a big way, and the 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 hat tip is rock and roll. Is that right? Uh, okay. Oh yeah. We're not doing a lot of polka, something like that. There's only one polka song. Only right? one polka. Okay. I'm looking forward to that already. Kind of a polka guy. That's the one that drops all the f bombs. Okay. Hopefully you bleep those out. You know what I mean. At any rate, boy, we've got a lot to cover, and don't you feel like we're walking through quite a historical moment together? This is history. We are living through history. Yes, Donald Trump, Conrad Black has this essay saying that Donald Trump is an enhanced historical figure right now, and watching watching the power, the corrupt elite complex trying to take him out, pulling every trick stunt they have available <laughs> for them. Ah, oh, man, that is historic. Banana Republic or American Constitutional Republic, you just got to pick a side. And yes, we have picked ours around here. Thought we might go through the Trump Tucker conversation. Boy, that was sweet. That was one of the most glorious things to see Donald Trump not have to go debate all the GOP dwarves, the single digit dwarves who uh, sat around attacking each other in like 30 second sound bites. Isn't that a ridiculous format? You have 30 seconds to answer this question about the fate of the nation. 30 seconds. Ding. And then they start bickering at each other. One zero percenter attacks another zero percenter. And I saw, yes, I'll give my opinions on the GOP debate. I've watched a little bit of it. But they had 12.4 million viewers for the GOP dwarf debate. 12.4 million. Fox News was crowing about that. Wow, we had 12.4 million viewers. And then, yeah, you look at the Trump-Tucker conversation, and it's been apparently viewed 261 million times. So it's not quite direct math on this kind of thing, but you get the idea that the Trump-Tucker conversation 
had probably at least 10, 20, 30 times more eyeballs on it than the manufactured, charade, choreographed establishment scenario of Fox News Yeah, running their debate with the zero percenters. A poll came out after the debate from 538, the old Nate Silver organization, which is supposed to be the guru of polling, right? And it has Trump with a 52-point lead, Trump the only, the only of the GOP candidates in double digits, everyone else in single digits. Single digits, dwarves all the way down it's just not it's just not really a race ladies and gentlemen we'll cover we'll cover all of that give give our unique take as only we can deliver around here and one thing i thought i might do a bit of a audio essay on is that tucker carlson asked some very interesting questions it was a very fascinating 46 47 minute interview but one of the things he brought up with Donald Trump, he says, you know, I've been watching the establishment. I've been watching the deep state come after you. And first they start lying about you and they make up hoaxes about you. And then they impeach you. And now they arrest you. What is their trajectory now? I mean, are they going to kill you? Tucker asked that question very directly of Donald Trump. Um, Do you think that they're going to try to kill you? And I'm always struck by this, that we've broached that topic here and there along the way, and Trump doesn't doesn't take that question and run with it. He doesn't answer it. He sort of he sort of sidesteps that question for some reason, and there are some mysterious things about Donald Trump. I would say I know more about Trump than just about anybody, any commentator, any host. In the United States of America, the historical figure. Um, But that one is one that puzzles me. Because you get RFK Jr. always running around saying, look, I think the CIA killed my uncle. And look, um, they're not giving me, Biden's not giving me secret service protection. I think my life's at risk. I think I'm in danger. And you see so many people on the left um, talk about threats upon themselves and kind of using that as part of their discourse. And Trump never does, never has done that, never has gone there, never has said that stuff. And I thought, I thought, let's, let's talk about that a bit. Let's listen to how Tucker Carlson phrased that question and listen to how Trump answered it. And Tucker kept kind of going back to it at least once, maybe twice in that in that 47-minute interview, and each time Trump wasn't wanting to go there. Why, why is that? Why is that? At any rate, uh, that, that, is, that is puzzling. Now, the Trump mugshot. We have to probably devote a lot of this first hour to the Trump mugshot. They arrest him. They take the mugshot. And golly, wasn't that the perfect, perfect mugshot? Donald Trump shows up, gets the appropriate appropriate look, as only Trump can do. Just looks perfect in his mugshot. (laughs) They arrest him. Just like MLK, they arrested him in 1960 in Georgia. Now they arrest Trump in Georgia. What would it be, 60-plus years later? And, oh, backfire. 
the since the backfire, the left, the deep state thought, oh, it's a great idea. Let's get a mug shot of Trump. That'll really show him. That'll really get him. Uh-oh, but Trump has owned, owned this moment. He has owned the mugshot. And there is a pervasive sense, I think it's even occurring to many, of the brainwashed on the left that they have gone too far, that they have overstretched, that they have overdone it. And, oh, this one, this one is going to galvanize and broaden and strengthen Trump's support and it somehow hadn't occurred to them before the mugshot. They thought, oh, that's a great idea. But then afterwards, they're like, hmm, I think, I think things are starting to occur to them. And so we got to explore that issue. Also, what time is it really in the United States of America? What time is it? I think it's important to know what time it is. You see that phrase used a lot, but what time is it? we got to have the big picture. This is the time where... Our power elite are arresting their political opponents, yes? This is a time where we are in the midst of a cultural revolution coming at us from all sides, nonstop, blanketed in propaganda. Victor Davis Hanson, quite eloquent on this. I thought we might just start dialing in about what, what time it really is. Let's talk about Hawaii versus Ukraine. Hawaii, Hawaiians in Lahaina get a one-time FEMA check, $700, but if you look at Ukraine... You add up the money to Ukraine, they've had $7,000 per household to Ukraine. And the GOP dwarves barely talked about Hawaii in the debate. What's up with that? A massive, massive disaster in Hawaii. And it seems like the media is avoiding this. What's, what's the deal there? Yeah, DeSantis, just not impressive in the debate. I'll have to drop a few DeSantis criticisms. I think he should just be hanging it up. We lost Bob Barker. The Price is Right, age 99, has passed on. Oh, that's sad news, but 99, you haven't missed much there, you got to say. Newt says Trump has a high likelihood of winning 2024. Let's be right back. Is this Bob Dylan? Yes, indeedy. This is Bob. Right on. Did he say Colorado? He did say Colorado, too. Bob said Colorado. (laughs) You know, he got a start up there, Central City. From what I hear, I was actually talking to a fella I know who was a folk singer in one of those great folk bands of the late 50s, early 60s, and he was running around Central City. I'm already on the musical vignettes, running around Central City at that time and met Bob, Bob. And uh, who else was there? I believe it was Judy Collins was up there at that time, hanging out. And Judy, I think was recognized as some real potential, but Bob Dylan was not. They didn't think much oh, of him, and man. they missed that one. <laughs> and what a what a ferment. What a great time. And do I say it? What a better America back in the day. Yeah. It was better, and I don't know, Constant Sorrow. I like the Ralph Stanley version of this one. Man, a Constant Sorrow here, the Bob Dylan interpretation of it 303-696-1971 already appreciating multiple texts to studio someone even said blake bumps nice ha so we're getting some positive encouraging feedback from this and i don't know it's a risk we'll see where we go with all of that 
But I've got the Trump mugshot right here in front of me. Yeah. And Trump tweeted out his mugshot. Did you hear that? I said tweeted out. That's the first time Donald Trump has tweeted. It's not Twitter anymore. It's like X or whatever that new branding is. But Trump banned, censored by the deep state from Twitter. You remember how that all went down. Oh, the censorship. And we just somehow, America just keeps on living. And it's kind of amazing to me that they they throw all this censorship out there and all the other stuff, and people just somehow maybe think, well, some people think, well, I guess that's okay. We'll just not worry about that. We've got other things to think about in this banana republic of ours. And At any rate, so Trump tweets again, first one. And that tweet has, I actually wrote it down, how many, it's got... Um, Around 249.1 million views. So the Trump-Tucker interview has had 261 million views of the video. And then the Trump tweet about um, his mugshot, which I'll describe in more detail here. 249.1 million, and that was a couple hours ago. I bet you it's over 250 now. If anybody out there has their Twitter on, they could look it up and update me on that. Did we pass 250 million, which I think would be the uh, most looked at tweet ever? Are there any that have had more than 250 million? People keep saying this. I know that the Trump Tucker interview video is the most viewed video, apparently, in any language in the history of social media. So, I don't know. Do you think that the 12.4 million viewers that Fox was crowing about for their dwarf GOP debate, do you think that even gets anywhere close? Do you think? I don't. But so Trump's tweet, uh, mugshot. There's a picture of him with kind of a, it's a slightly, it's it's a little mysterious, you know, it's kind of like a, a kind of a part grin, part scowl, part looking intense, part looking amused, part looking... I mean, Trump, the master, he's the virtuoso of this kind of stuff. And his tweet is a picture of his mugshot, the date, timestamp, August 24th, 2023, and then three lines, all caps, election interference, never surrender, exclamation point, and then a website, DonaldJTrump.com. And apparently, as of yesterday, Politico has a story, establishment media, captured media propaganda. Politico says that President Trump has raised $7.1 million since he was booked at an Atlanta jail on Thursday evening, today being Sunday. And I uh, just had a helpful tweet, 249.4 million. So we're not at 250 yet, but we were 249.1 when I started this program a little bit ago. So, yeah, Trump has raised 7.1 million from his mugshot. And on Friday, the day after Thursday, when the mugshot was taken, Trump had raised 4.18 million making it the single highest 24-hour period of his campaign to date, according to a person familiar with the totals. 
And Politico goes on to say, Trump's campaign says it has raised nearly $20 million in the last three weeks, during which time Trump was indicted on charges related to his role in the January 6th Capitol riot and for trying to overturn the Georgia vote count in the 2020 election. Which is inaccurate. He had questions about the rigged Georgia election. He did. And he uh, he actually came out. Should I? Well, maybe I should play this. Trump came out after, you know, he's wearing the red tie. The red tie, the suit goes in, gets the glorious mugshot. <laughs> and he... Uh, had a few things to say, you know, it's a great mistake. Big mistake for the country. Let's just hear what Trump had to say right after his arrest. And how many times has he been arrested now? Do we even care? Oh, it's just all such a joke. The deep state is so desperate, and Trump is coming for them. I really believe this is a very sad day for America. This should never happen. If you challenge an election, you should be able to challenge an election. I thought the election was a rigged election, a stolen election. And I should have every right to do that. As you know, you have many people that you've been watching over the years do the same thing, whether it's Hillary Clinton or Stacey Abrams or many others. When you uh, have that great freedom to challenge, you have to be able to, otherwise you're going to have very dishonest elections. What has taken place here is a travesty of justice. We did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And everybody knows that I've never had such support. And that goes with the other ones, too. What they're doing is election interference. They're trying to interfere with an election. There's never been anything like it in our country before. This is their way of campaigning. And this is one instance, but you have three other instances. It's election interference. So I want to thank you for being here. We did nothing wrong at all. And we have every right, every single right, to challenge an election that we think is dishonest, that we think it's very dishonest. So thank you all very much, and I'll see you uh, very soon. Thank you very much. There you go. That's Trump speaking after the mugshot, after the arrest. Another arrest. And what do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Do you think they've jumped the shark, the left? Don't you think the American people are seeing through this and thinking, my gosh, our criminal justice system in this country has gotten so corrupt my gosh, the people clinging to power on top of this country, the corrupt regime. Holy cow, they're just gone overboard. And there's old Trump making it cool to get a mugshot. Of course, you're seeing, you're going to see, Alan Dershowitz says, this is going to be on a Trump campaign t-shirt. It's going to be the best-selling t-shirt of all time. Saw some people are getting some Trump mugshot tattoos. There's all these reports of, uh, for some reason, the African-American community showing support for Donald Trump. That uh, handful of rappers have come forward. And, you know, it's maybe not a good look for the deep state that Martin Luther King also arrested, got the mug shot back in the day. There's a lot of tweets out there of MLK's mug shot next to Trump's mug shot. Two fighters for civil rights for freedom in the United States of America. I say it's going to backfire. I say it's a bad look for the people in power. What do you say? Be right back. Oh, yeah. Peter, Paul, and Mommy. Is this the album? Is this on the Peter, Paul, and Mommy album? No, this is... The uh, Lemon Tree. I think it's on the road again. 
Right on, Blake, and I am digging the tunes. Blake is spinning them tonight, and yeah, this is one of my wife's faves. My wife's family, they're big into Peter, Paul, and Mary, and so by extension, my little kiddos have been hearing this stuff since they was, since they was born. And yeah, we're talking mugshot action, and I mean, making mugshots cool again. You gotta love it. And can you sense it? They've overstretched. They've overreached. They've gone too far. And see, when the deep state goes too far, they have to keep going further because they've already gone too far. Does that make sense? They've already done about everything except for, as Tucker Carlson says, assassinating Donald Trump. But they've gone further and further, and which means they can only keep on going further. That's the trajectory. And you just kind of wonder how far are they going to go. But imagine, you know, the phrase, the straw that broke the camel's back. You throw a mugshot on, you throw the arrests on, you throw a big, huge straw on the overloaded camel's back. And doesn't it make their last eight years of going too far, doesn't it make it look even sillier? All the hoaxes, the impeachments, the rest of it. Russia, Russia. You begin to get a clear picture, right? I think even for the lesser information voters, they look at this and they think, oh man, now they're arresting Trump. Uh, that's, that's, that's too much. That's too far. And then they'll look back on the last eight years of history of then going too far and with suspicion, with increased heightened suspicion. So I think they help undermine themselves. And that's one thing. You remember the 90s, Bill Clinton was president, and he was a master at trying to make it seem like Republicans were going too far, and then they would undermine themselves. Does that make sense? Of course, Bill Clinton did have the assist of the full propaganda media who wanted to help the guy out. But I think when it came down to Bill Clinton versus Newt Gingrich at that time, Bill Clinton ended up kind of winning that one by making it seem like Newt had gone too far, the Republicans had gone too far. And this is, in a way, flipping, reversing one of those moments as I see it. I don't think things are going to be the same after this business. And it's already occurring to some on the left, and I think it's going to be more obvious to them soon. Now, should we do a bit more audio? Here's here's one of the interesting things about the mugshot, is that they have to put your height and weight on there. You know, they're gonna they have to uh, they have to you know weigh you in and measure you and you know treat you just like everybody else. Here's lo- local Georgia television on the arrest. Right now, this is the entrance of the jail, and he's going to essentially have his height taken, his weight taken. They'll write down his hair and eye color. Then what they'll do is they'll electronically fingerprint him with a, uh, it's like sort of a piece of glass scanner, not ink. Then his mugshot will be taken, and we will get that because under the Open Records Act, it's public record in Georgia. Yeah, that goes back to Thursday. Mugshot, height, and weight, and treat him just like any other accused criminal in Georgia, including MLK back in the early 1960s. But it turns out Donald Trump weighs in at 215 pounds and he's six foot three. (laughs) 
And so you saw the social media lighting up with 63215, which is pretty much like ideal, right? And people are saying that's like world-class athlete kind of stuff. And somebody dug it up and found out that that, you know, the movie Thor with Chris Hemsworth as the star playing Thor, the guy with the hammer. What's the hammer's name? There's some name for the hammer. I'm not thinking of it right now. Anyway, my little two-year-old has that little hammer. Anyway, it's soft, though. It's not quite as big as Thor's hammer. But Chris Hemsworth was 6'3", 215 exactly. The exact weight of Trump. Yeah. So the perfect mugshot, the perfect height and weight, and we're rolling here. Yeah? Mjolnir. Thank you. I've got... I've got quick responders out there, research assistants, <laughs> M-J-O-L-N-I-R, Mjolnir. I wasn't and, about to try and say that on air. Yeah, because uh, you, you know it. You know Mjolnir, right? <laughs> know. It's just somehow I always have a mental block on what, what the heck do you call Thor's hammer? Anyway, so yeah, that's, that's you know, more points there. And there's a commentator named Jason Meister talking about the final battle and that the media, this is Sky News, Britain, they've got, they've got the camera in the sky looking at Trump's motorcade heading in for the arrest. They're kind of trying to do an OJ-type optic, you know. But this Jason Meister guy, I think, captures it all, saying, yes, we all know this is the final battle, and we all know what a backlash is coming here. Jason, this is all unfolding around 7.30 p.m. in Georgia, which is prime time in America. Was this strategic? Oh, there's no question. They want this to be a spectacle. They want to make embarrass the president. They want to embarrass the MAGA movement. Um, and, but the, at the end of the day, uh, I think there are millions and millions and millions of Americans that are going to vote for the guy with the most indictments, the most arrests, the most raids on his home, because that's the guy that continues to put the American people first when this establishment continues to put the American people last. And that's what this is really all about. And this is the final battle. They know it. We know it. Everyone knows it. And I think this will have a massive backlash. I think there are moderate Democrats in this country. I think there are independents in this country that are watching this unfold. And they say that this is completely un-American. This is a complete weaponization of our justice system. Yep. Weaponization of our corrupt justice system. I like to say uh, when you see rhino-type Republicans say, well, we have a two-tier justice system in this country. I say, no, 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 that's an injustice system. That is full-on third-world injustice system in this country, and I don't think it takes much to step back and see that, right? It doesn't take much. Now, I mentioned that Alan Dershowitz, he had a take on the Trump mugshot. It's going to be the best-selling T-shirt of all time. Got to respect Alan Dershowitz, I've read many of his books over the years. One of the last independent thinkers out there that you will see commentating on anything. With us now, Alan Dershowitz is a professor emeritus at Harvard Law School. Professor, welcome to National Report. All right, we've seen mugshots before of other co-defendants. Do you anticipate it being any different for the former president of the United States? 
Well, sure. His mugshot will be put on a T-shirt, and it'll be the best-selling T-shirt in the history of T-shirts, and he will use it as a campaign poster. So he's going to try to take advantage of every moment uh, of, uh, of what's going on there. Look, Yes, uh, he's going to take advantage. Yes, he's going to take advantage. But the thing about it is... It's not that he's taking advantage of the predations of the evil, corrupt, nasty, deep state people who are arresting the guy and making the stuff up after in Georgia, my gosh, um, Hillary Clinton, what was she saying about the election for four years after she lost and still going, right? Um, What was Stacey Abrams saying about when she lost the gubernatorial race in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, you think there's there's just clip after clip after clip of Democrats saying that the 2016 election was rigged and stolen and go down the list. You see, and people remember that. You know, people people do add that up, but it's serious business here. I mean, this is how you lose a country. This is how you lose a republic, okay? And I'll get into John Bolton's take. I might have to wait until we get back from the break, okay, on John Bolton. He says, oh, Trump looks like a thug. Hey, uh, who's the thug in all this? You see, you're going to blame the victim when the thugs are the guys that were doing the arresting, just like they arrested MLK back in 1960. But I'll just make a note from this proper uh, PR pro named Amy Moreno wrote this little essay, and she said, boy, as a former PR pro, I find myself absolutely blown away by the marketing mastery of President Donald J. Trump. I won't lie, when the news of the mugshot first broke, I was worried. The thought of liberals seizing on it first and mocking President Trump was infuriating. Professionally, I was worried that they would initially set set and own the narrative and run with it like a pack of hyenas. But man, was I wrong. Trump owned this thing awesomely. Blake, I got to ask, who is this? Who is this? Who's that trilly folk singing voice there with this sort of peace hippie anthem, may I ask? (laughs) Five foot two and six foot three, by the way. It's no uh, Trump is six foot three, two fifteen. The only (laughs) peace candidate. The only one who said this Ukraine thing, World War III, let's not have it. All the other Republicans on that debate stage, they want war. They want to send the billions to Ukraine, but not Hawaii. But who is it? Who is it? Buffy St. Marie. Buffy. Buffy St. Marie? Yep. Is this 60s? Yep. Ah, somehow I I missed this one. I uh, have no idea who Buffy St. Marie is, but she sounds cool. Yeah, she was pretty cool. She was, like, blacklisted without ever knowing it. She was a Native American. I think really? she might be Canadian, though. But she's Canadian, Native American-Canadian. Yeah. That's a combo. But I like, you know, the hippies were right. By the way, I saw a bumper sticker the other day. The hippies were right. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been wondering about that around here. Where would all the hippies go? The ones who don't want, like, World War III and all that. Yeah, we're giving peace a chance. You know, a just war is one thing, but a war that you just do not need and also provoke, like Ukraine. Eh, no thanks, folks. Blake, 
masterpiece music here this evening. And another another positive positive text to studio about that. But I was talking about I'll get to Bolton here. My gosh, Bolton. By the way, Stefan Tubbs retiring from radio, my buddy, our colleague around here. I'm gonna miss that great guy. Stefan Tubbs, boy, I mean what a career. What a career. And the afternoons, so fun around here, our station. I guess coming up uh, November, he's stepping out. So we'll do some kudos to Stefan Tubbs over these next few weeks around here at Backbone Radio. Denver in Decay. My goodness. And uh, decay is a word I know. You know, I, sometimes I refer to it as tooth decay in my professional life. But... um this Amy Marino, the PR pro, said that, you know, she was worried when the mugshot first came out. Oh, the left is going to pick this up and run with it. They're going to go with it. But then she's like, man, was I wrong? Instead, Trump owned this dark and defining moment in our nation's history from beginning to end. Just a quote or two from Amy Moreno. From his fearless statement on truth social to his triumphant Georgia flight on Trump Force One. From the epic presidential motorcade procession to Fulton County Jail to his scorching, impassioned declaration on election interference, every element of this unjust nightmare fused together in a magnificent symphony of marketing and PR brilliance. Each note fired off at the most perfect time, creating this anthem of revolution. But Trump's marketing genius didn't stop there, folks. He was just getting started. And very quickly, the left found themselves epically trumped, left in the dust without a chance to seize and ridicule Trump's mugshot, a photo they've been practically drooling over for almost eight years now. Incredible. And Amy Marino says, (laughs) Trump masterfully stole their joy sharing his mugshot with the world in his triumphant display of defiance. And just when you thought it couldn't get any better, the maestro had one last song to sing, LOL. Trump crowned his victory by using that defiant historic mugshot as his valiant return post to the platform formerly known as Twitter. Amazing! Amy Moreno says, I am quite literally speechless. As someone who's lived in the PR trenches, I've never witnessed a situation so flawlessly executed, a narrative delivered with such tremendous power and control of imagery, timing, and emotion. I'm not just impressed. I'm blown away, ready, and totally excited for whatever comes next. Viva La 2024. Here's to the MAGA revolution we've all been waiting for. Wow, Amy Moreno. That is a really well-written little piece there from a PR pro marveling at Trump's skill, just putting this right back on the deep state thugs. Trump returns to Twitter with the mugshot, and he says, election interference, never surrender, DonaldJTrump.com. And then he raises promptly $7.1 million, small donor stuff, small donor stuff, not like the big donor stuff like the... uh, DeSantis people rely on. Oh, yeah, we've we've covered that business. But 
I would be remiss in not getting to the Bolton take on it. Bolton says, oh, gosh, you know, Trump looks like a thug. He's trying to intimidate the prosecutors. Thug. The thug here are the people that put that unjustly arrest Donald Trump and take the mugshot. And then and then Bolton jumps out there and says, Trump's the thug. You see how this works, folks. Let's just hear Bolton, the warmonger, neoconservative, backstabber, traitor, loser, chump, weasel, Lorax with the stupid mustache. Let's hear what Bolton says. Ambassador, thank you for being here tonight. I mean, I just wonder, as someone who worked inside the West Wing when Donald Trump was president, what is it like for you to see his mugshot tonight? Well, I thought it was, uh, as with most things Trump does, carefully staged. They must have thought about what look they wanted. He could have smiled. He could have looked benign. Instead, he looks like a thug. Uh, and and I think it's intended to be a sign of intimidation against the prosecutors and judges. Oh yeah, uh, that's what they picked. And uh, we'll, give me we'll a break. That picture Bolton. everywhere. Yeah. So you think they actually spent time deciding? You know, should he smile in this? Should he have this scowl that he, he appears to have gone with? Almost as much time as they spent combing his hair. Yeah, Bolton Z, he's like pretty funny. Is that is he funny? Ha ha. The Lorax. The Lorax is sad, you see. The Lorax is sad. Trump owns these people. Trump owned this whole situation. And now they're already backtracking. Bolton is backtracking and they're falling on. Well, uh, you know, he tries to look like a thug and he's trying to intimidate the noble public servants that are prosecuting justice in this case. Um yeah. So he uses the thug word. And that's one thing I always say that you have to understand. It's a propaganda trick, a propaganda technique, is that you get the bad people, the evil people, the fascist people. They go up and they kick you below the belt as hard as they can. Meaning they arrest Trump. They arrest him. Never happened before in this country. They arrest him. They get a mugshot of him. The thugs did this to Trump. They hit him as far below the belt as you can. And then they turn around and call him the thug. <laughs> yeah. So that's just how it works, you know, is that the, the bad people attack you, attack you, attack you. And if you resist, if you fight back a little bit, if you own them on their attacks, well, then they attack you for that. Does that, does that make sense, how this all works? Kind of like when Rand Paul was attacked by is it BLM rioters back in the day and his wife was attacked, and then they blame him for complaining about having been attacked. He and his wife were, you know, it's just the same old thing. Do, do people buy that? And apparently Bolton does. Yeah, the Lorax. Be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.